Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a great show tonight. Wow, our good friend Heather. Heather Woodward's coming on with us tonight. Um, last minute, I'm really impressed with her. It's going to be a phone interview tonight because she uh, has some sick kids at her house, so uh, she didn't think she'd have video ready. But I'm just happy to have a guest after 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 what went wrong yesterday. And as it turns out, it was my uh, modem that was causing the problem. I was up with Xfinity because by the time I get done working, you know, and trying to find more guests and stuff, it's usually around 11, 12 o'clock in, in the evening. So I got on the phone with Xfinity about midnight and. I was on till around 1.30 trying to figure out what it was because you know how Xfinity is. I had already rebooted my, my main internet thing box, but they had to go through the steps and all this had to happen. And then we found out it was the modem. I had unplugged the modem and put, plug it back in. So I feel good about tonight. I have good juju tonight. I want to welcome you guys. My name is Charlotte. I am the host of California Haunts Radio. I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We have 35 people up and down the state. We also um, have people in, in, in Washington, Nevada, and Hawaii. Someday I'll get to Hawaii. I'm a Hawaii person, okay? Aloha. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to have one announcement to make, and then we're going to get Heather on because I have so many questions about investigations she's done in Arizona. I have, I have one of her books that she wrote, or I think two of her books, actually. That she wrote about like uh, Jerome and different places like that. But there's also something she's done re- not, a couple of years ago she did down in Los Angeles that absolutely intrigued me. Because I, I heard stories about this thing. And I, I, you probably have too. Okay. So we're going to talk to her about that as well. So uh, anyway, the announcement is I now have at the meetup, I now have announced the, the uh, ghost tour. And we're starting to get interest in there. There's only 10 spots. Okay. But you're going to go on a real ghost investigation, and it's not going to be this thing where the psychic's leading you around or nothing. You get to use our equipment. You get to go on a three, four-hour ghost investigation with my team, and they'll teach you how to use stuff, how to set up cameras, how to do all that stuff, and you'll get to learn what actually goes on in a ghost hunt. So if you're interested in that, go to the Cal- go to California Haunts Meetup, and you can get the info from there. It's on the calendar. And then tonight, I will post the same information up on my uh, website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Okay? Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to get Heather. Get this show on the road. I'm so glad she did this. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. All right, I'm going to put you on a speaker full. I'm going to put you on the, the, the mic right now. Okay. Here we go. Hopefully the mic won't fall. It has a nasty tendency. Okay, can you hear me all right? Yes. Okay. Guys, Heather Woodward is here. Heather and I have known each other for years uh, via Facebook. She was also on my other show when I was on Blog Talk many, many years ago. Many moons ago. My yeah. So yeah. Ago. <laughs> yeah. And then last year she was on this show. And it was really great to have her. I have a lot of questions. For the, 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 there's some questions I have for her. I, I even have your books. Oh, okay. Haunted at you. Know, uh... Yes. I just uh, finished the third book. It just went to the publisher two weeks ago. Awesome. What's that one on? 
Erie, Oklahoma. It is folklore, uh, uh, Native American folklore here, um, Bigfoot, a whole bunch of haunted places, stuff like that. Right on. I have always been fascinated by Arizona, you know, like Jerome. And I even went to, um, because uh, I was there for spring training for the A's a few years back. And Nancy Matz at the time was living in Tucson. So she took us up to the OK Corral. Oh, yeah. Okay. And even during the day, that place is incredible. Okay, Corral? Yeah, the, I mean, the whole thing, that, that whole town. I mean, when you go into Big Nose Cates, you know, and you're down there look, look, looking at that hole where, where that guy was, you can feel him there. Oh, yeah, in Tombstone, yeah. I mean, the whole area is yeah. wicked, haunted. There's no way around it. And I know one of the friends that I was with, the psychic, and she took me aside and said, hey, somebody just walked up to me in the street. He's got this the, this kind of odd hat on. you know." And, I, and then we went to the hat store, and I said, what's the hat look like? Took a picture. And then I go back you know, to the hotel, and I start Googling, and it turns out the guy's buried at the cemetery there. I mean, that's cool. You know? That's, yeah, that's, that's tombstone for you. That, yeah. The whole area is like that. I mean, the, um, the birdcage, I mean, I know it gets a lot of hype, but and a lot of places that get a lot of hype usually aren't as haunted as people say they are. But Birdcage is one of those places where if you've ever done a investigation there, like I've done it twice where we got the whole place to ourselves. We paid for the overnight wow. investigation. And uh, they give you the option of whether you want the lights on or off. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so you can either keep the lights on and then they leave or they turn off the lights and they leave and they lock you in. Wow. I've always done it with the lights off and... Uh, it does not disappoint. It's definitely, you, you go in there and you definitely feel like you're moving through another time period. It is uh, weird because, you know, we, we we were there during the day and nobody was in there. So I pulled out my EVP uh, recorder. Of course, I can't, you know, you're carrying one all the time. And I actually picked up piano music during the day. Yeah, that's definitely something that happens a lot. Incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, is definitely a place where you will experience something whether you want to or not with <laughs> you can be a skeptic and still go through that place and it's it's definitely it's definitely a time capsule and like i said the birdcage theater is definitely a time capsule for sure it's one of those places where uh, if you want to really experience something go there just realize you're going to experience something in it sometimes it's a little scary uh one time i, I went there and uh I was sitting on the steps of the stage and uh, something hit the wall behind me so hard huh. that the whole theater shook. So, wow. I mean, you'll, you'll have stuff like that happen where you're like, okay, I can't leave. Great. I'll just sit here. And you just kind of figure it out. <laughs> Isn't the Black Mariah there too? Yes, it's still there. Yes. Did you get any uh, impressions off of that at all? Because I would think that would, uh, well, sometimes, you know, like with cemeteries, it's not like people think it is, you know, but, yeah, the, but did sure. you, did you get anything, you know, with, with your abilities off the black Mariah? Yeah, it's definitely, there's something there. It's, I'm not sure what it is. You're not really supposed to touch it because there's so many superstitions around it, but I'm just being really close to it. It, there is an energy that emanates off of it. And if you've ever, experience a haunted location you know what i'm talking about there's this tense kind of uh, frenetic energy that mm -hmm. happens and uh, it's another one of those ones where you're like okay is it worth the hype and it totally is i mean there's just some places where you go there and you're like mm, okay 
Something's going on here. You know, it's one of those places. For Black Mariah definitely is that thing. For people that don't know, the Black Mariah is an old timey Hearst. You know, horse drawn Hearst, and uh, they they keep it at the Birdcage. Well, what do you think it is with with old towns? Like even here, in, uh, you know, where I'm at, NorCal, you know, Placerville, you know, old Sacramento. Why do ghosts hang out in these old towns? Um, I might my running theoretical. Uh, analysis is just based on the 20 plus years I've been doing this. It, first of all, it has to do with the the energy of, you know, the old West or just old timey. There was a lot more ups and downs. There's a lot of strife, but mm-hmm. then there was a lot of good times too. So especially if there were brothels or a lot of like saloons or anything like that, there's definitely that extra energy and then you gotta remember like people back then were like coming out here mostly mm-hmm. for the gold rush and so there was this this optimism and this hope and so there's just a very like high energy right and when they failed they failed hard they didn't have houses you know what i mean so like they had nowhere to go so there's definitely this this energy that is very like high highs low lows and low peaks and that creates a haunting also I noticed that a lot of the places that are super uber haunted, uh, like for instance, Tombstone, there is a ton of silver underneath the ground because they they mine silver there. Also, there's a ton of quartz. So when you have these metals and these uh, natural stones that that you know create energy or they're catalysts for energy you have these high points and these low points and then you have these things in the ground that are amplifying it amplifying it amplifying it and so it kind of gets trapped in its own little vortex that's how i feel about it or its own little portal so it's like when you go into some of these towns i mean i'm sure you've felt this it Mm -hmm. almost feels like you're going back into that time period it's not just going there it's like huh I'm reliving some sort of history. Oh, it does. And I agree with you about the quartz and stuff because a lot like, like, and I'm sure, I'm sure you've done some ghost hunting up here in the gold country because a lot of the areas that are up here, like Murphy's and I own, there's a lot of caves underneath. So you've got yeah. that, that stuff going through, you know, and, oh, yeah, and that's why sure. it's so charged, you know? And also water, water right. is a great conductor. So if you have like, okay, so, in Arkansas, for instance, like Eureka Springs, Eureka Springs is uber haunted. I did some history on it. It's, um, and it's an old, old town. And when I did the history, I was like, oh my gosh, there's all these waterways underground, water tables. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you have a ton of, of crystals. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's double amplification right there. Like nothing is going to get out of there. <laughs> Anything that happens there is going to stay there. The energy is just going to you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's going to kind of create a vortex. You know what I have a thing about in these old buildings, you know, when I do go to old towns is, is the, is the bathrooms. If yeah. I'm going to get contacted, it's going to be in a bathroom because I think the plumbing goes down so far and then you're going to hit the original plumbing or close to it. And that's, you know, that that's all that that's all got the energy attached to it and all that stuff's coming up. Yes. And again, the water, the, right. It's, there's something about the water that is very um, conductive, and yeah, I've been 
it's so funny you're mentioning it. It's uh, I've been doing a lot of experiments lately with water and with electricity and just uh, copper pyramids to see if sitting in a copper pyramid with water actually creates uh, higher frequencies and stuff like that or higher energy fields and absolutely it does. Uh, we've been playing with uh, SDs and we've been playing with other kinds of channeling inside of these these copper pyramids mm. with water and electricity and we find that when we add one just one you don't have to add all three but if you add one conductor to the variable your channeling becomes more heightened it's just it's easier to go into those trance states and um this is just stuff i play with because i have a lot of friends who are psychic and i'm like okay what if what if we do this you know will will this change it and it's it's interesting how it works and then you know when you're going into the field and doing investigations I, I see the correlation i'm like okay so if i can pick up on these things with water nearby or with electricity nearby or with any kind of copper or metal then the landscape definitely affects whether a place is haunted or not it just has to fascinating you know, you you and I, you you go back a long way investigating like I do. There's yes. been a lot of equipment. Now, now that you're talking about you know play, playing around with the copper water, there's been a lot of equipment that comes and goes. There's a lot of stuff that's on TV that that people think is just Marvy. What do you think? You know, overall, is is one of the best pieces of equipment. You know, I've tried them all. You know, like I've if so something comes out and I play with it. And I'm like, okay, like there's, what's the one right now? The, the REM pods are really popular right, right. now, which is just EMF. But, um, I really quite honestly, how I get the most effective results is just through asking questions in a regular recorder. I mean, a lot of times when I go in a haunted place, I usually am dowsing rods. I bring dowsing rods and I bring my phone, mm -hmm. with, which has a recorder on it. And I usually get the best results just from that and myself. I mean, I've played with KT meters. I've played with, I don't know, gas meters. I've played with REM pods. I've played with it all, all of it, the null meters, the all of them, whatever is out there. And it, I don't know. I always go back to the basics because that's what works. All this other crap is just, I don't know. It, it feels superfluous to me and it feels like it just kind of gets in the way and it, it's fancy and it looks cool. But at the end of the day, I mean, my kit right now consists of a K2 meter, some dowsing rods, my phone and a camera <laughs> that's it it's funny because tv has been such an influence on people i know we do investigations where people are disappointed by our, by our equipment yeah because i don't have all that fancy crap I'm, I'm more old school you know and i try to explain to them we're going to be fine this stuff will get, you know this stuff will get what it needs to get but people just want to see that that ghost hunters uh, you know i mean that ghost adventures goodies you know and all that and it's just, I don't know, I, some of it's all right, but I mean, like you said, there's nothing like dowsing rods with, with a digital voice recorder. Yeah, I mean, it, it works, and it if you know what you're doing and you know what you're looking for, and I think that's what people forget, is that 
when you've been in the field a lot and when you've investigated a lot of places, you know what you're looking for. You know mm-hmm. the feeling that you're looking for. You yep. know the you know going in like right away like i know walking up to a building okay this is going to be a very haunted kind of place or okay i'm going to be sitting in a corner all night being really bored like i know (laughs) um just from the feeling of the place as i i walk in and that will help me gauge what to bring but it's it's not all fancy crap and i mean i do bring sd sometimes too Mm -hmm. i mean i but again that's just a spirit box and (laughs) <laughs> headphones and a and a mask you know it's not anything really spectacular and it's it's based on stuff that has been you know the it, it's based on stuff that's already been right in laboratories right you know so it's not like it's anything new it's just it's just bringing something old into the field in right. a way that is more compact the other thing I noticed too is uh, spirit boxes. I'm all for using like an SB11 or an SB7, but you know because they do pick up radio frequency, I don't like to use them in real populated areas. I don't either. Um, I hardly ever use. I mean, I have a spirit box app. I have a couple of them on my phone, and I have the SB7, I believe. But yeah, I I use them when we go to hotels in the hotel room, mm-hmm. like in the room. I don't ever take them out because it's just too much. Right. I, you, have to, you have to use them in very, very isolated incidents. Right. right. Um, and a lot of times what we do is this is something that we've been doing recently, which, which I find to be even more interesting. Um, and a lot of people are going to be like, what? But what <laughs> we do is we do the Estes before we go to the place. We write down what we get. So we ask questions about the place before we go there. And then we pull out a tarot deck and we do a reading on the place. And then from that, we see how that correlates with what actually happened. That's really, that's really cool. I like it. Yeah. So that way we don't have to bring the SD stuff with us. Yeah. And I find that it's a lot more interesting that way because we find out a good amount of information just from that that whole like SD's channeling session where we write stuff down and we kind of know what we're looking for mm-hmm. um, we kind of know where to go uh, we did this just recently um i went to the fee house which is in arkansas which city is it in i don't remember but anyway the fee house and it was just on kindred spirits and we actually went before kindred spirits went and after and um we we did that. We did an SD sessions with one of my friends, Stephanie, and she put the headphones on and she did this whole session and recorded it. And then when we went to the place, we asked the owner these questions and she was like, how did you guys get this information? <laughs> we're like, well, <laughs> we have our ways. And um, we were very, and she was very, very accurate. She was very accurate with what uh, she was coming up with and then later on she watched the kindred spirits episode and she said they got a lot of the stuff that we got on our sds and i was like really and she's like yeah just like it's kind of weird watching it um because we were going down the same path that's really cool realizing that's yeah. really cool now yeah. my cousin when i was in arizona they really wanted to go ghost hunting real bad i didn't have a lot of time but they kept because they, they live up near jerome now i is Jerome really as active as they say it is? Yes. Yes, it is. So the, there's an interesting thing about Jerome that we found out later. Um, well, I, that I found out later because, again, 
I like to do a lot of experiments on this stuff. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I realized about Jerome is that okay, so it's a mile high up in the air and it's on a mound of a mountain, the top of a mountain. So it's like this mound and it is pyramid shaped. And what I have been finding from my crazy little experiments is that anytime we have a pyramid shape, the uh, energy pulls up. So it spirals upward like a vortex. And so Jerome is at the top of this mountain and I, and it's full of quartz crystal and all kinds of <laughs> other stuff. And I'm like, okay, so we, we have this energy source come out. And then you add on top of that, they had a ton of fires in Jerome. Oh, yeah. yeah, a ton. And so fire is another conductor. And if you've ever, well, um, I've done some experiments with fire. Mm-hmm. And fire does change the ions, like literally changes the ions in an area. So if you have a lot of fire in a place, uh, it changes the ions to negative ions. And negative ions hold energy. So when you go to places that are heavily affected by fire, you're automatically going to have ghostly activity. So between the the pyramid shape of the mountain and then you have all of this crystal and then fires, it's like guaranteed. That's interesting. I'm learning yeah. things tonight. See, that's why we, that's why us old, us moldy oldy investigators have to talk to each other because we can learn from each other, right? I know yeah, I, I, I've done re- I've done research <laughs> with uh, ion detectors of negative ions in places that uh, have had fires. Um, you will get great EVPs with places that have had fires, and I've learned now as a psychic to pick up on the energy of fires uh interesting story (laughs) so back to the fee house uh i went to the fee house the first time not knowing what it was not knowing any of the history walk in and one of the things i asked is was there any fires here in this place because i felt the energy of a fire and they're like uh well there was one fire and somebody died from the fire i'm like okay maybe that's what i'm picking up i'm like no there's a second fire there's there's going to be a second fire um i i know which one you're talking about and i went up to where the fire was and i'm like okay i understand this this makes sense to me psychically i said but i feel like the outside of the building is on fire and i don't know why but the fire is really going to be important and i and they're like there's no fires here and i was like but why do i feel it so strongly well ends up three months pass um, and they had a huge fire hmm. on the outside of the building, actually kind of where I was standing, like I was standing within like two or three feet of where, when I was, when I was doing this reading of where the fire was Whoa. and yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, cause time is, is irrelevant when it comes to doing readings. Like you can read the past, like you can read the future. It, it's, it's very convoluted. And so the fire that happened three months later, um, almost destroyed the whole building. Um, and I kept saying, what's in the basement? Like what's going on in the basement? Like they're, and they're like, there's no basement in this place. And I'm like, why am I getting everything wrong in <laughs> this, this place? Like what is going on? Well, it turns out that the fire that started was underneath the house. 
So in my brain, I saw it as a basement, but it wasn't. It was just where the wiring was. And the wiring went underneath and then went up the side of the house. I wanted to ask you. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about your abilities. How do your abilities work? Like you say, you saw it. So so are you one that sees stuff or did the voices just pop? I get the voices that pop in my head. See, I'm not I'm not clairaudient. I'm clairvoyant, so I see things. But a lot of times, I don't know if I see things in the future, right, or in the past. It there's no time is not linear, so it's really hard. To, it's like holographic, and so it's really hard sometimes because I will actually see things and they're like, no, that didn't happen, and then a few months later, they're like, yes, it did, and I'm like, okay, that's what I'm reading. I'm reading the energy of it. I'm not actually because I'm seeing it, and I'm mm-hmm. um, and also I do experience it. A little bit. I'm, um, I guess I call it clairsentient, where I can feel it. So, like, if I, I have to be really careful with touching people because I can read you by accident just by hugging you because, uh, you know, I can I can touch an object and tell you everything about the object, like where it's been and stuff. So it's um or whatever the most prevalent envelope energy. So a lot of times i'll be seeing it and experiencing it but like not sure i mean that's what happened to me in jerome i was in this place and i accidentally touched the wall of this shop i was in and i got thrown back into again another fire i don't know why what the fire things would be but i touched the building and i heard a bunch of screaming and i heard people jumping out the windows and i saw them land and i was like whoa and i got really dizzy because i was mm-hmm. like what the hell was that and i looked up the uh history of the place and that building had been on fire like three or four times and uh there was one time where people got stuck on the second floor and had to jump so wow. um it's a uh, it can be very disorienting though because it'll hit you sometimes when like i don't know it it I have control over it mostly, but sometimes when I'm not paying attention, you know, it, it'll hit me. Like I, I went to the sanitarium once in Northern California and in Clovis, I think it was the Wolf Manor. That's what it was. Yeah. And, uh, I was standing on the stairs and I, somebody rushed at me from the third floor, I think, third floor. And I was in between the second and third floor on the stairs and I felt this energy come at me and like try to push me backwards. And I literally almost like I almost passed out on the stairs because I wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the hell happened on the third floor of this place? That was crazy. Like that was not a good energy. They're like, oh yeah. Well, when it was a sanitarium, they, they put all of the, the people who, you know, had killed people and who were violent up there. And I was like, yeah, you might want to tell me that because <laughs> I just got bombarded by somebody. He was like, hey, I want to scare you. <laughs> um, so it's in those instances where I'm not ready, but I didn't fall down the stairs. I mean, I knew I knew well enough to just sit down and close my eyes and try not to pass out. <laughs> right. That makes sense. I've also been with psychics who, you know, see the building, like you say, as it was back back in the original state. And I've watched them walk into walls. It's kind of funny. It's funny, but it's not. Yeah, that, that happens to me all the time. I never know when I, what I'm seeing. I never, I never, there are times, too, where I've gone places and I'm 
not sure if what I'm seeing are real people like in crowds mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Crowds can be a little bit confusing sometimes because I'm not sure if I'm seeing real people or not, because sometimes I will see people that are in the wrong clothes or, or not quite dressed right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's the wrong time period. Why am I seeing that? And then it gets a little confusing because I'm not, not sure. Um, but that doesn't happen as much. I, I've learned more to, to stay more grounded. I mean, I think it's just because I'm older and because I'm, used to it more isn't it true that that some of these older places also have oh, oh excuse me blah, that some of these older places have overlapping um eras too and you guys run yeah, into that for sure. for sure yeah it's always um for me and i read differently than, than other people everybody reads differently but um uh, for me specifically um i always go with the strongest energy and then work backwards mm -hmm. so whatever timeline has the most trauma or has the most energy attached to it is usually the one that I pick up on first. And okay. then after I sort through that, then you can go or I can go down through the layers and kind of pick up on other stuff. But, um, but it's interesting though, because one of the things that I'm finding and this is something that, that is, is troubling to me, but also interesting to me is that there are, are some ghosts in hotels that aren't real they okay. they're kind of they're not made up but they're just based on a lot of stories and so you'll experience or i will experience it and i will know it's not real but mm -hmm. the energy signature is there and it's more like a i want to say a thought form or a gregor or a, a topa i guess um and that is so fascinating to me because uh there are some places where i'll scan and i'm like okay i see the real energies here and then i'm like oh then now i see all the made-up ones too and but they you can get evps from them and you can interact with them and they will affect your equipment and uh it is such an interesting phenomenon because i truly believe that that most spirits, especially in heavily trafficked areas where people go and investigate a lot, mm -hmm. I truly believe like 90% of the energy there is thought forms. It's you know, your white ladies, your, I mean, how many hotels have white ladies that right. walk down the stairs on the second floor? I mean, come on. Or how many, how many hotels have, have a, a man with a mustache with a coattail? <laughs> Yeah. With a, sm a smoking, the smell of smoke of cigar. It's always cherry. Um, or the woman with the rose smell or the lavender smell. Mm -hmm. Or the children playing with the ball. Right, I mean, these right. Are, um, these are, you can go anywhere, anywhere in the world and, and you will experience one of these, these, mm -hmm. these ghosts. And I find them to be interesting because again they have an energy signature but you can for sure tell they aren't human that they were never real that it's just a a an amalgamation of energy that other people have put into it and you're you're afraid and you're you're scared and you want to believe the story so badly and you want to have the experience especially if you if you're just a you know 
if you watch a lot of ghost adventures and you're going just to have the experience, you know, and right. you're not really an, like a true investigator, you know, which is fine. There's a place for everything, but you put all that energy into this ghost story and then it becomes something tangible, but it's not real. Right. That makes sense. It's just that so many people have left an imprint in that spot. It, 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 you know, it kind of becomes real in a way. I know the Constantinos were doing studies on that. Oh, were they? Yeah. That. Yeah. They were doing studies on that. I, I thought it was back then. I thought it was a fascinating study. There's a, there's a restaurant up here in Auburn where that that's happening right now. That's so fascinating because you can, that I think the most interesting part of, of that whole thought form phenomenon is that you can legitimately interact with it. It's, uh, it, it doesn't have layers to it for sure. And it doesn't have like people with consciousness or like we, when you have a really like a real entity or mm -hmm. somebody like a real ghost who, who's been alive mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they're still interactive. Uh, there is, there are layers. There's a consciousness that happens. There are, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a croissant. There's, you know, there's lots of, of layers and there's lots of things you can do with it. Um, these thought forms, they only know their story. And so they don't meander too far from that story. So uh, they will always have the same kind of EVPs or the same kind of uh, anomalies, which is interesting because if you put more energy into it and another person puts more energy into it, then it'll change the story so it can grow but it's definitely going to have more of like that surface feeling to it and mm -hmm. it'll only interact based on what other people have put into it and so it's it's fascinating to me that we could even do that as human beings but i mean the premise is really the same it's strong energy water electricity metals crystals i mean it's all it's all there mm -hmm. it's just we're doing it in real time now if that makes sense it makes sense you know and like like we always say too you know about the wood you know, how wood will hold the energy and yeah. i think i agree with you i think so many people have gone into a certain building looking for a certain ghost and you know everybody knows the legend so that energy is coming off whoever's there the wood soaking it up and this is where it's all coming from with, like you say, you know, the stuff that's underground, you got the water, you got the wood, and it's just a, it, it's just a place, you know, a place looking for a ghost to happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, so back in 2007, mm -hmm. I believe I, we actually did a thought from experience, I actually did a thought from experience with uh, six or seven people. Uh, and we did a, we, it was almost like the um, Philip experiment where we decided who we wanted the person to be. We wrote it all down. We said it out loud. We did a circle. We did a, uh, like a ritual, like a spell ritual uh -huh. to bring the, the person to life. We created the parameters for it. And then 14 months later, somebody got a photo of this, wow. this entity. Yeah. Her name is Pearl. If you go to um, thepearlexperiment.com, I, I have pictures and I have the whole thing documented. Oh, I've got to check that out. That is really cool. It's called thepearlexperiment.com, I believe. is the, It's T-H-E, 
the pearl experiment.com but we actually interacted with it and somebody who had no idea about the story had we didn't tell anybody about the ritual we did it in the middle of the night in this hotel that was haunted and we decided to use some of the history from the hotel mm -hmm. and use some of the folklore that was already in the hotel to kind of anchor it and then we put our own parameters on it and like i said 14 months later somebody was there not had nothing to do with us took a picture of this person that looked exactly like our ghost and then the strangest thing happened the picture ended up on the queen mary and somebody who did the ritual saw the picture and said where did you get that wow <laughs> do you know who that is and they're like no we have no idea we just got the picture and I wanted to show it to you for some reason. I felt compelled to show it to you. And then from there, we took a, a years off, 10 years or something like that off. And then three or four years ago, uh, most of the group got back together, minus a few people. Um, and we were able to interact with her again. She showed up. Wow. And we asked for markers like uh, we want to see your name. So if, if if you really want us to know that you are alive and that you're true and that that was really you in the picture, blah, blah, we want to see our name everywhere. Like we want to see her name was Pearl. So we're like, we want to see pearls. We want to see your name. So I went to Vegas and everybody else went and did their own thing we all live far away from each other it's kind of weird but and for like about a month i kept seeing pearl everywhere i went to vegas and i don't know how many times i saw the world pearl mm -hmm. like it was kind of ridiculous there was actually a store that they just opened called the pearl and i was like are you kidding me right now and so we documented every time we saw the the name pearl or the word pearl we took a picture of it and we just have like months of this happening. And then we took it a step further and then we we're like, okay, um, we want to interact with you. So we did some, some, uh, we just took a, a glass on a, on a table and did yes or no. And like, kind of like a, sort of like a, I don't know. It's kind of like a, a spirit board session without the spirit board. Sure. But anyway, and we communicated with her and then she would tell us things and then they would happen. And then we went from there, we did table tipping and the table went nuts. And I was like, is this really happening? Um, and then she said that she wanted to be sentient. Um, and that's where I was like, okay, I'm done. Whoa. <laughs> this is a little bit too weird because the last thing she said to us is I'm done being a thought form. I want to be sentient. And I was like, I don't know where to go from here because, like, uh, how can she have the ability to make a decision like that? That's just weird. See, yeah. Um, and I know it's just a thought form, and I know it was just an amalgamation of the people who who were in the ritual, and then, of course, we were adding our own energy to it. We created right. a sigil for her. Nobody knows about the sigil. Uh, we, we, we do not show the sigil in public, but she has her own sigil. We gave her an energy source um, so that she could feed because that's one of the things so that she doesn't feed off us. She could feed off of this energy source. But 
as soon as we gave her the energy source and as soon as she we gave her the sigil she all of a sudden wanted to be sentient it was like she started to make decisions um like i have literally asked for like oh we did this thing so there's three or four of us and we literally wrote things on paper that we wanted to happen like i want to make this much money or i want oh one of my friends was like who's in the group she was like i want to sell three earrings by this date mm-hmm. um and she's like i've never sold any earrings I'm like okay she sold three pairs of earrings within like two weeks and i was like really and i asked for a certain amount to come in to like a certain amount of money and i got exactly that amount like everybody who asked for something we wrote it down and it and it happened within like two or three weeks like it was uncanny how this energy thought form was um creating things That's in our lives cool. and maybe it's just you know maybe it's just us manifesting maybe right. it's just putting the energy out there but i do feel like there was like some help because of how accurate was and how how it was starting to happen so frequently and even to this day like i'm talking about it now i'll start to see the name pearl i'll start to hear people say pearl like it'll it'll start up like she wants to be known so i don't talk about it much because (laughs) because it gets a little weird around here uh but the the energy is always there and it's always available so it's it's kind of an interesting uh thing and then if you want to get really weird about it and i don't tell people this very much but um so there's a there's a slenderman pearl connection um so one of the group members was talking about pearl and thought forms and tulpas in relation to nick redfern's book uh, he wrote a book about slenderman how slenderman could be a tulpa and how how you know folklore we create topos through folklore like even bigfoot could be a topo Hmm. you know because we put so much energy into these folklores and so he was talking about the attempted murders that happened with slenderman and this all came up in conversation and the pearl experiment got thrown in there for some reason (laughs) and so they were talking about slenderman and the pearl experiment um and the it was on coast to coast and so the archived interview is actually on the website if you want to listen to it. It's interesting because um, in the police reports for the for the attempted murder, the two girls said that they had listened to that particular uh, episode about Slenderman and about Topaz and about the Pearl Experiment. They didn't say the Pearl Experiment, they just said about Topaz and about Slenderman um, that night. And they tried to kill their friend that same night. So they listened to Coast to Coast and they're like, okay, we're going to do it. Um, oh, and wow. then they took the girl out into the Waukesha forest. Nice. Um, and I'm like, that's very interesting <sighs> because I'm not saying that our experiment had anything to do with it. It's just very interesting that that energy of the, the thought form. Right, right. That is, was, that, that's something. Wow. Yeah, it expanded enough for these girls to be like, okay, this is the night. We're going to do it because it was in their consciousness and it was in their their energy field. And they were like, okay, that's the fodder we need in order to make this happen because it's true. And I'm like, okay, so 
how does this work? You know, how does, how do thought forms, how do they affect us? Because I mean, like I said, I've literally played around with it and have gotten things and asked to see the name and seen it and asked for really odd things to happen and they show up. Um, so I, it's an interesting phenomenon to me because we see it in hotel rooms, but if we take it, you know, there's, there's chocolate magic out there. There's thought form servitory magic out there. People use servitors all the time in magic, but it's, it's an interesting phenomenon because it essentially is the energy of ourselves. Um, but we can also interact with it and create things. Yeah. That's absolutely reality. fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. I have a question in the chat room for you. Sure. And it's how can let's see how can you distinguish when you see ahead of a future happening when it will actually happen in our time? Can't. It's really hard. So this is something that I have trouble with. Some people are better at it than me. Some people are really good at timing. I am not. Um, for instance, I knew my grandmother was gonna die in December. And I saw it and I, I knew the week too, it was going to be that right before Christmas, it was going to be the third week in December. And I waited and she didn't die. And I'm like, okay. Um, she was older. It's not, I know that sounds morbid, but she was older. She's in her nineties. So, and she was just really, she looked really bad. So ends up, she died exactly <laughs> a year later, um, third week in December. And I was like, wow, I saw it like it was happening. Like, right now <laughs> wow. so yeah um it it's hard because it time doesn't for me maybe other people again are better at this but for me time doesn't have a date on it mm -hmm. i usually just see months or a lot of times like i knew it was snowing it was going to be snowing that week i saw the snow i saw the calendar i knew she was going to die um, I knew my other friend's mother was going to die in February. Um, again, she died exactly a year from the date I predicted it. Um, so it's tough. It's tough to, to dial in the time period. I know just from my own experience that usually if I foretell something like that, it's usually going to happen within 18 months. Just that's me just based on doing it enough. But um, even when I do tarot readings and people want future stuff, I'm always a little off. I'm always within two weeks. I never can like nail it down. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that answers the question. I, I think it did. Now, speaking of experiments, now I was fascinated by this because I, you know, I had done research on this, but you actually went out with some of your team members and tried the elevator game. I did, yes. Tell me about the elevator game. So that's an interesting one. Um, how do I say it? Okay. So there's something to it. Um, we did not, we were not able to replicate the elevator game. We we're not, we we're not able to see the woman on the 10th floor, blah, blah, blah. However, the first couple of times the person went up in the elevator with a camera, he said, there's something really weird about this. The energy changes, but there's a shift. There's something actually happening. Um, 
we tried it more times and the more times we tried it the less the energy was there but the first time he said something happened and i've tried it again in other places mm-hmm. and again it was that same energy it was that energy of this could actually work <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know how i feel about that so i haven't played with it recently because of that because again it's folklore and again it's people putting the energy into it but i it's well known enough now that i think it could actually do something i don't think you go into a different realm or anything like that but i i think that it something about again the elevator it's a, a dark space it's a it's kind of like a cave and then you're going upwards and the energy spirals upwards. So we're doing that, you know, and we're in a column. So the energy is moving. Um, we got, we're surrounded by metal. So again, careful what you think about in elevators, it could come true. Well, for people that don't know about the elevator game, don't you have to go in there? I've never tried it. You know, I've, I've kind of read up on it. I, I, I watched your report on it on Facebook. You know, you have to push the buttons in, in a certain sequence, right? Right. Right. You have to, there's, there are directions. Just look up elevator game directions. It's all there. Um, but again, if so many people have tried it and so many people are put this energy into mm-hmm. it, there's something to it. And again, I'm not saying you can go into other realms, but um, I guess it just depends on how much you believe and how much you put your energy into it and how good of a manifester you are. I mean, that's part of it too. And just being open to the idea of it. Uh, I, I've never met anybody who's actually seen the woman on the 10th floor or got off. But again, I've heard people say, yeah, this is odd. There's some things not right about it. I don't know if I'd get <laughs> off if I saw the woman. There's something to this. I'd be like, I don't think I want to do the door would open. I'd see the woman and go, okay, it works. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> Straight back down, you know? I mean, I mean, it takes somebody with, with a lot of foot spa to get off the elevator after, after they see the woman, you know? Right. That's, <laughs> that's not going to be me. I'm not that curious. I'm not either. It. I'm just like, okay, I saw you. I'm good. I got my documentation. Goodbye. Luckily, I have people who are, are just dumb enough to take a camera and do it for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> they want the experience. But yeah. Yeah. I, that's not, not me. I mean... Um, yeah, I, or it's, it's the a, like, I don't mind going in a hundred places. I don't mind being pushed or kicked by ghosts, but no way. We're not moving into other realms. That's just where I don't like. <laughs> There's always the diehards on the team that, that, that want to experience, you're right. That want to experience or the non-believers that are going to go, Oh, I'm not going to bother me. I'm getting on that elevator. I don't care. You know, they right. the and then when something happens, they come off and they go, well, it happened. I don't believe it. Right. So you're like, well, why did you get on in the first place? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's talk about tarot a little bit because you do a lot of tarot reading. I do. I do a ton of tarot. I actually do tarot for a living. Oh, well, tell me, okay. you know, tell me what's so great about tarot. I mean, there's, 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 I mean, everybody and their sister is out doing tarot lately. And yeah, I guess, um, um, you know. So I started doing tarot when I was in ninth grade. So that was like a million years ago. Um, I started, well, I, 
I'm one of those kids. I was 14 years old, and I'm all like, tarot cards and Ouija boards, that's going to be my jam. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I just started playing with it, and I let it go for a while. And then when I was in my early 20s, I think I was like 21, 22, uh, I met a person, and he was like, hey, you should read the tarot. And I'm like, hey, I do already. And then I started to study it, like really, really study it. Like he, he put the B in my bonnet again, and I was curious about it. And I just went kind of into a spiral and just started studying the whole system. And I don't know. So when, <laughs> it's the weirdest story. So when I was, I used to be within corporate and hated working in corporate. And one day I was like, you know what I want to do? I think I just want to be a psychic for a living. And my husband at the time was like, you're crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but I think that's what I want to do. And so I got divorced and I moved to Arizona and I became a psychic. And that was in 2007. And since then, I have been doing tarot for a living. And uh, yeah, I make way more than what I would have made in corporate. So um, it's lucrative. It's good. It's it's fun. Uh, what's so interesting about tarot? Tarot is really just for me and how I explain it. It's really just a tool. It's a tool to get people talking. It's the, the magic comes from reading the person, the, the energy of the person, and really understanding their story and understanding what they're really, truly looking for. And so there's a psychology to it. And really the cards are just kind of like that gateway to get people focused enough so that you can read their energy so you can really find out what they want and you know these days i've gone from doing regular tarot readings to doing past life readings to doing akashic records readings to doing regressive readings to meeting your alternate reality kind of readings because you can use tarot for that if you know what you're doing and if you understand the mechanics of how things work how time works and how the shadow works and you know it gets very archetypal and very Jungian. but um if you recognize where people are on their their archetypal journey and what they're really striving for and you can go back into those past lives and you can go back into those timelines um one of the one of the really cool things that i've learned how to do is uh you do a tarot reading and then go into meditation and guide people into their alternate self, like the alternate reality where they have the things that they want in this lifetime and asking the person that is you, how did you get it? What do I need to do on this timeline in order to, to make that happen and then merging those two energies so that, that the new timeline has those things that are, and they're available to you. And so I don't know. I've, I've turned tarot into like a, a tool for evolution kind of in, in my own way, because I'm more interested in humanity and people's stories. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like 90% of people want to know, will he call me mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, am I going to get married or am I going to have children? I mean, people are very base, but in between that, there is that that good that you can do with tarot and the and the structure of it.
Now you talked about alternate timelines. I, somebody I had interviewed told me there were like twelve alternate timeline timelines out there. Is that true? You already you know. Multiple. You can. So I mean, if you want to get into string theory and stuff like that, I mean, <laughs> every conscious decision that we make creates a new timeline. So there's the one timeline that you made the decision, and the timeline that you didn't. And so, um, I mean. Science right now is very interesting because they're actually starting to realize that that there possibly could be alternate realities. I think that's where the 12 came into play because they're doing studies and they're showing that that yes, there there could be parallel, you could be running parallel lives. And there's a a book, uh, Journey, I think it's called Journey of the Ferryman or something like that. Um, something like that in the author talks about how we have the daemon and the daemon is the seat or the, the controller of our lives and the daemon can see our past lives and this life and the alternate life and will clue you in on sometimes where you need to be and if you need to shift timelines and uh, we, we don't have a conscious recollection of our daemon but we have a subconscious recollection of it. And so they are like what we consider fate, but it's really not fate. It's really the other us coming in and interfering on purpose to get us where we need to go. And if you ignore it, then you make a lot of bad decisions. And if you don't ignore it, then you can do things and change timelines and move things around at will. Um, fascinating but yeah but i mean i have that's the thing though like i have some clients where we have gone in and found the self that has the husband that has the money that has the things that they want and you know i usually do a reading for them at first and say okay this is the energy that's blocking you right now so let's go in and find that person that that remove the block. Let's ask them. And you go in, and they've talked to that person, and they're like, "Okay, this is what the person's wearing. This is, this is what I need to do." And they actually do it, and within six months, they have the thing that they want. And it's really interesting to watch. It's really interesting to see how we create our own reality. And I've done it myself. Um, I have actually gone in and quantum leaped to my the self that I thought had everything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and she told me, like, get over yourself. You already have it. You just don't know you have it. The only thing that's in your way is you. And it's right in front of you. Like, stop, stop being your own worst enemy. And she told me some other things and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And yeah, I started to see things line up and I started to see things happen. Um, and then one day I bought this card again and I put it on one day, this was months later, mm -hmm. and I realized I was wearing the cardigan of the person that I saw in my alternate timeline. And I freaked out. Like it literally scared me. Like I was like, I just became the person that I talked to. This is this is some quantum shit that I just don't even know what to do with right now. Like, wow. you know, too much, too much for my brain. I got to go do something else. <laughs> well, my question with that is, I mean, if, if, if you look at your, if you're able to get into that, that 
other timeline and you see that you're married, I mean, are you able to get the name of whoever you're married to? So that way, you know, you can work on changing that or how's that work? Yes. So you can get, it depends on, on how forthright you are with yourself. I mean, um, there's certain things that just from my own experience, there's certain things that, that your future self doesn't want to tell you because it'll mess things up. Right. So there's, there's a certain amount of enigmatic stuff, but you can, you can see the person you can, if you're getting married, you can see the person that you married. You can see their name. You can see how many kids they have. You can see how many marriages that you can see everything about them. It's, it's really interesting. It's, it's, um, I mean, I've had clients who have seen the person in the mirror and they're like, yeah, I found him. He didn't look exactly like he did on the other side, but it's him. They, they know it's, and it's uh, weird. It's the energy, the mannerisms, the name, the things start to line up and um, they're like, this is exactly what I saw. That is too cool. It's like a Hallmark movie. It is. It's, it's a it's a funky it's a funky metaphysical Hallmark movie. Yeah, it's a really not to um, make fun of you. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying. It's, oh no, no, it's like it's a Hallmark just, it's, movie. It's very interesting. It's a. Uh, uh, I mean, again, I mean that's that's partly why I study topos and egregores and bot forms because in the in a lot of ways it all kind of relates. It's right. It's what it's really what we create, and if we. And I always tell my clients this. I'm like, if you don't like what's going on, just jump a timeline. They're like, just jump a timeline. Okay. You say like that, that's possible. And like, it is. It is. If if we truly are creating realities as we're making decisions, then you can go back and mm-hmm. you can find the, the decision that you were supposed to make and you can merge those two timelines. Um, you just have to be open to it and you have to be willing to take that leap of faith and you have to be willing to believe it and whether it really happens or not or whether it's just like i say this with everything i mean past lives i don't even know if i believe in past lives but Mm -hmm. it's you have to just be open to the idea of it it could just be an archetypal thing it could be just showing a shadow part of yourself but it doesn't matter whether you call it a past life or you just call it a lesson it doesn't really matter if as long as it gets you where you need to go and whether you're jumping timelines or you're just changing energy who knows but for me i see it as jumping timelines and um there's a lot of times in my life where i'm like i don't like where my life is heading right now where's my other alternate timeline <laughs> you know and i i i go into my akashic records and i'm like let's move the timelines let's shift things and then i I come out of it and I notice things are different. I notice that I am just, I get a lot of deja vus and things start to, weird things start to happen. And I'm like, okay, it's happening. But again, whether that's in my mind, I'm just making that up. Or if it's truly happening, it doesn't really matter as long as the outcome is what I need it to be. That makes sense. It does. Heather, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I know it was last minute, but I so appreciate it. I really do. Huh? I said, you're welcome. I just tangented like so hard. (laughs) (laughs) But again, thank you. You saved me tonight. And uh, I'm sure everybody else out there loved the interview as well. Because they actually asked for you to come back. Oh, They've been asking for you. Because they liked you last time. So that was cool, you know. That was really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. So how can people find you? 
Um, so I have a, a podcast. Um, I'm moving into a new house right now uh, that I manifested. And so um, the, my podcast is on hiatus, but if you go to NVUS, it's NVUS Alien dot com that's like the easiest way to get a hold of me that's okay. my website right now um and then also the pearl experiment.com if you want to know about the the platform stuff that oh i'm heading over there after the show so, i'll tell you that right now those yeah. Are two places yeah and um you can always find me on facebook i do answer my messages so you know if you have a question or if you need anything or if you want a reading or anything if you are like dude you just said some crazy shit. Can you please explain something? Don't be afraid to email me or message me. I do answer. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And I hope you have a good rest of the evening. But thank you. Thank you. I owe you one, okay? <laughs> no problem. <laughs> have a nice night. You too, Heather. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was fun. That was fun. I got to pick her brain. It's always nice to talk to someone else who's been doing this for a while and pick their brain. You know, it's, it's, it's always a blast. Guys, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the angelic realms. Crystal Pomeroy is going to be with us. And she has a she has several books out about talking to your angels and, and visiting your angels where the angels hang out. So that's going to be an interesting show tomorrow night. Uh, if you're watching this show from YouTube, please subscribe. You know, the more subscribers, the merrier for us. And if you liked it, share it with five people. If you hated our show, share it with five people. Again, we're equal opportunity here. But if you're on YouTube and you look down at, I think it's the right-hand corner. I haven't looked at one of my videos in a while because I'm doing them. There's a little ghost there with a Sherlock Holmes hat on and a magnifying glass. Click on that and that's where you can share it. That's where you can subscribe. We've got more than 200 videos on, on that site. And, and I, I think you'll like what's out there. Also, it's hard to find us on YouTube sometimes. You have to physically type in California Haunts on YouTube, okay, to find us. Easier way to find us is to go to the website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Click on it, the video on the front that will take you to the YouTube site. Also, all the archives for these shows, I have links to everything going back to, going back to two years we've, we've been on in this format at that website. And I'm starting to catalog our eight, eight, nine, ten years of blog talk shows as well. So you not only get these guests, you get those guests. And I'm kind of amazed when I go back to see what guests I had on back on Blog Talk. So it's kind of cool. But uh, I, I, I love being on tonight, and I appreciate you guys coming. And I know we're at the state, you know, some of us are uh, wanting to listen to President Biden tonight. And uh, I'm going to get off and shut up here and all that. But it is the first of the month, and it's time for bill, it's bill time for us. And this is my PBS moment. Because we are a nonprofit. So I finance everything. If a computer goes down, boom, you know. If a modem goes down, boom, it comes out of my pocket. So if you could uh, find it in your heart to donate a little bit, that would be great. And that would be at paypal.me at California Haunts. Because I want to keep the show on. And so far, you guys have done really good helping, helping me out. You know, I didn't think I was going to keep the show on this long. All right? Because I want to keep, you know, bringing guests here. I love doing this. I'm a journalist. This is what I do. So if you could help me out, so it's paypal.me at California Haunts. If you're uncomfortable with PayPal, we have a Venmo. All you have to do is go into, your, go into the Venmo and just type in California, California Haunts. Boom, just like that. But I would really appreciate it, honestly, because it is the first of the month and my bills are starting to hit. Also, we'll talk about that, that ghost hunt, the ghost tour. 
I'm going to have that up on the website tonight by 11 p.m. Pacific time. And you guys can check out the details on that and, and, and what's going to happen during those and how we do it. But it's a really cool event and there's only 10 spots, so they're going to fill up fast. So if you want to, you know, get involved in that, do it early. All right. So I'm, I've got that. I've got that scheduled for March 26th. I got three locations chosen. I have to verify with whichever location is going to go for it and off we go. All right, I've got two, you know, I've picked out two hotels and a cemetery. So one of those three locations is going to pan out. We're all going to go. So just be aware of that. But anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. I'm going to go watch the rest of the State of the Union address. Love you all, and peace out.